Yeah. You feel me? We ran out the whole top floor, you did? South Beach. Turn me up, Thurs. I, I, I had all, I had to get all my, everybody needed a room. Damn. I was just too jiggy. Big Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. They said we gonna do this shit like, yeah. They didn't let the feels in the dough. Uh, used to on the air mattress, my bitch step on the floor. They call me to sell me to hit a West Coast got that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 283 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. First and foremost, before we start this, I want to apologize again. Uh, if you saw my Instagram post, I want to apologize for not having an episode out on Wednesday. I recorded a, a, a good episode, too. And then because I didn't have enough storage on my computer, the whole episode deleted uh, right before my very eyes. It was a hurtful situation. Uh, and there was no way in heaven or hell I was about to run that back. So... Did not get an episode, so I apologize for I apologize for not dropping on Wednesday. But I am back. Appreciate you guys. Not only am I back, the NBA season's back. We're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna give my predictions, you know, awards, NBA finals, stuff like that. I have to keep the same energy for the Dodgers that I kept for the Mets. So we're gonna talk about that towards the end of the show. But this is where we'll start. Sunday confirmed something for me you remember a couple years ago when uh the Chiefs went against the Rams it was Patrick Mahomes against Jared Goff and it was probably one of the best games we've ever seen it was like 56 to like 48 or something like that they were going back and forth it was one of the best games we've ever seen and this was at the height of the Rams as they were as far as you had Jared Goff, Todd Gurley was great. Uh, Aaron Donald was a little young. Aaron Donald was a little younger. That was that team. And I was, we were thinking, yo, Josh or Jared Goff is having one of the best seasons for the quarterback at the time. I think he was in MVP talks. Of course he got them to the NBA or uh, the Super Bowl, even though they didn't win. But we were thinking, is this going to be the next great battle? Is this going to be the next great quarterback battle between Jared Goff and uh, Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes was younger. Jared Goff was younger. and Because we look back, right? And the league is has always had two quarterbacks that are just above the rest and go head-to-head. Like in the 80s, it was Joe Montana and, and John Elway. They would go back and forth, you know. While one was more successful as far as winning championships, those were clearly the top two quarterbacks, and they would go head-to-head. In in the 90s, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Steve Young, we, we, we know who these people are. Joe Montana, or these they were the top two. I would say probably Steve Young and Brett Favre, but Joe Montana was still Joe Montana, even though he did go to the Chiefs. I will say Steve Young and Brett Favre. They were going back and forth, back and forth. Um, Jim Kelly was up there, but it was mainly Steve Young and and uh, Brett Favre. In the 2000s, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. 
go back and forth. Some, you know, I say Tom, many people say Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I say Peyton Manning is probably the best regular season quarterback of all time. In the 2000s, early 2000s, 2010s, let's say, in the 2010s, it was Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. We know this. Aaron Rodgers was, even though he does have one champion or one Super Bowl, we know that when we talk about the top two quarterbacks in the 2000s, it goes to Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady. So for the 2020s, you know, we're, we're thinking, what? who is it going to be? We know Patrick Mahomes is going to be up there. Patrick Mahomes is... Hell, a lot of people think Patrick Mahomes is a is a is the best quarterback of all time at this point. Just doesn't have the accolades. When we talk about talent, a lot of people have Patrick Mahomes up there. So you didn't know who it was going to be, and I brought up that game because Sunday confirmed something to me. I brought up the the Jared Goff and the Rams going up against Patrick Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because. We thought that was that could possibly be the next, you know, the next best rivalry in the league as far as quarterbacks. But boy, were we wrong. <laughs> Jared Goff punk faked the hell out of us. And then we had the game last year. The game, the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Probably one of the best games, if not the best game I've ever seen in my life, especially when we talk about the ending of the game. And then and then the questions, because Josh Allen had an incredible year last year. Patrick Mahomes had an incredible year last year, even though they both didn't make it to the Super Bowl. They both were pretty much top-tier quarterbacks. Now, yes, we know Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year, but Patrick Mahomes and and Josh Allen were, were right there. So questions were spiraling again. Is this going to be the two the, the the next quarterback rivalry? You know, and 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 when I say this, that doesn't take away from the great quarterbacks that we have, like Lamar Jackson, like like Justin Herbert, like hell Tom Brady's still there, Aaron Rodgers, even though he's struggling this year, he's still there. Um, but Sunday confirmed it for me. Now, yes, we will break down all the games that happened on Sunday. But the one that I need to start with is, of course, the Chiefs' loss to the Bills, twenty to twenty-four. That that the game was a a a display of top-tier quarterback play. There was no doubt. There shouldn't. There should have been no doubt in your mind who the two best players were for each team. Now, yes, th- that should never really be a doubt when we talk about these two. But Patrick Mahomes and it, it, what Sunday showed me is that there is those two, Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, and then there's a large gap. No offense to any of the quarterbacks out there, but. What we saw, even though it was 24 to 20, that was by far the best game that was on Sunday. And I, 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 that game confirmed to me, at least for the, for the time being, that we have that, that, that next quarterback matchup. The quarterback matchup that's going to be 
that we're going to talk about for years and years to come. Both of them's in the AFC. Both of them are on really good teams. Both of them have championship desires. That is going to be it. Because the game was decided on, on two mistakes. Well, on one mistake. And that was Patrick Mahomes throwing a, a an, an interception at the end of the game, which he is not, you know, he's it doesn't really happen. He threw two interceptions. I think Josh Allen threw one. Josh Allen was throwing bombs to Gabriel Davis, to Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Patrick Mahomes was throwing bombs to Travis Kelsey and McCole Harmon and Juju Smith-Schuster. This is it. Now, the thing about it is, it doesn't... A lot of people are going to hear this argument and think, okay, so it must be who was the best quarterback at the time. No. There was a year when Cam Newton was the best quarterback. I don't think he was he was in any conversation to be in the quarterback rivalry. No offense to Cam Newton, he's a great quarterback. There was a year Matt Ryan was when he took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. There was a year he was the best quarterback in the NFC. Nobody thought that he was going to be the next great quarterback. You see, there are great quarterbacks right now. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, jo, uh, um, Joe Burrow. They're great quarterbacks. But, again, there's no way that you can look at what we saw against or with the Packers, I mean, with the Bills and Chiefs and not think to yourself, okay, so the, we're watching the two best quarterbacks in the league, and it's not that close. And that's go- to me, that's going to be the, the the next great rivalry. That's going to be the Steve Young and Brett Favre. That's going to be the the what Joe Montana and and um, Joe Montana and and, and John Elway. That's going to be the Peyton Manning and 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 Tom uh, Tom Brady or Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You see. One's going to be more successful than the other. That's how it happens. I mean, if you look again, John Elway is, I mean, no, Joe Montana is more successful than John Elway. Steve Young is more successful than Brett Favre. Tom Brady is more successful than Peyton Manning and more successful than Aaron Rodgers. But it doesn't mean that they're not, they're not going to go back and forth. Colin Cowherd said this, uh, shouts out to him. And, and talking about this, this, this conversation, I I think when we all when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes might be more successful. But I think it's going to be neck and neck. This is the first rivalry I can see them going neck and neck. Now that doesn't mean that the Bills and the Chiefs are are going to win a championship every single year. But when you look up, I put money that until unless something drastically happens with either team or you know, uh, one of their best players leaves or something like that. They will be going the 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 AFC. Whoever comes out the AFC will either have to see one of these two teams. That's just how and 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 Sean McDermott and and 
Andy Reid are great coaches. It's, it's going to be a battle for years to come. And Sunday confirmed that for me. Sunday confirmed because I didn't want to prejudge because it does just because it's 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 the best. I needed I needed to see Josh Allen win that game. I need to see Josh Allen win that game because to me it can't be a one sided affair. That's kind of the reason why I I didn't put Lamar Jackson up there because Lamar Jackson hasn't won enough against Patrick Mahomes. I was at the stadium where he got or the the Ravens got destroyed by Patrick Mahomes. Now I also and then I also remember Lamar Jackson beat them, but Lamar Jackson hasn't won enough against Patrick Mahomes. And while I'm sure Patrick Mahomes probably has a winning record over Josh Allen, this is the best team that Josh Allen has. And again, I needed to see Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes in a game where while it it, 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 it wasn't, it was a equally fought game. It was just one or two mistakes that, that ended the game. One or two mistakes decided this game. I needed to see Josh Allen have to go into Arrowhead, by the way, go into Arrowhead and, and, and face those elements and how he was going to fare. Because if, if they would have came back, right, if they would have came back and on Sunday the, the Chiefs would have just destroyed the Bills, then it's like I can't put that because, you know, if if Patrick Mahomes continues to beat continues to beat uh Josh Allen, that's not really a rivalry. But I think that we have it. I needed to see I needed to see Josh Allen rise up and win. Uh, and and he did that. So I think we have the next one, which is I think we have the next great quarterback. Cause cause Again, it's it's one and two. It doesn't matter who you put. You can say Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league right now. You can say Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league. And it's a very wide gap for three. Very wide. And it doesn't matter who you put at three. It's a very wide gap. So that's what I saw. But let's let's continue to break down week six of, you know, the NFL slate. Let's start with Thursday night football. <laughs> Um, I didn't talk about, you know, because I didn't have an th- episode on Wednesday, so I didn't talk about it. Um, the Commanders uh, beat the Bears 12-7. to 7. The only thing I got out of this is Dan Snyder should sell the team. Um, I'm not going to – I'm not going to let people forget that. I'm not going to let people forget that and the fact that Brett Favre is a incredibly slimy human being. But Dan Snyder needs to sell the team. All the accusations, all the accusations, all the accusations against him. Some of it actually proven. He needs to sell the team. Uh, I know that they're saying he has dirt on everybody. Who who cares, bro? Sell the team. The the I know Jim Ursay came out yesterday and said uh, he could they could be pushing to sell it. Sell the team, bro, or vote him out. Sell the team. But. Carson Wentz is out, what, four to six weeks with yet another injury? Hey, I heard somebody on Twitter said that Carson Wentz was the NFL version of Anthony Davis. And I don't think they really understood when they tweeted that how disrespectful that is to Anthony Davis. 
because Anthony Davis, when healthy, is has the you can argue that he's a top five player. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis when he's healthy. The only problem that we have with Anthony Davis is his inability to stay healthy. That's the only problem that we have. Now, yes, we do think that some of his injury history is due to the fact of his probably lack of preparation in the offseason. But when healthy, Anthony Davis is a top five player, arguably, in the league, in the NBA. That is not the same for Carson Wentz. Now, yes, Carson Wentz did have that year that they won the Super Bowl. He did get injured halfway through it. But before the injury, he was an MVP candidate. I say he was leader, the leading MVP candidate when he was with Philly. That's a while ago. That's a long time ago. I think that was, what, 17? That's a long time ago. Carson Wentz is out for four to six weeks with a, I think he broke his, his middle finger or ring finger, which means Tyler Heineke will more than, or be starting for the Commanders. Um, I don't, I don't see much of a difference to be honest with you. Not saying yes, Carson Wentz, I believe is better than Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke. I'm sorry. However, with the offensive line still that bad with the secondary on the defense, still God awful. There's not much that Taylor is going to do. Not to mention they have a, I think they have green Bay, even though green Bay has been struggling. Green Bay is coming to town soon. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but shouts out to the commanders for beating the Bears. The Bears suck. The one thing people brought this to my attention that I never really thought about. The Bears have never got offense right. Ever. Now, they had had they did have a year when they had, you know, Brandon Marshall and and, and Matt Forte and and uh, Jay Cutler. But they've never really been that good at offense. They've always leaned on their defense. Their offense, their offense looks like god awful. Even it's hard. I don't, mm, I don't know what to make of Ju, uh, Justin Fields, man. I don't know if he's just that bad or he. No, it's it's a collection, bro. And I say that because when I look at Justin Fields and I look at what we saw on Thursday. A lot of it was the the wide receiver core is not good. Let's be real. Outside of what, Mooney? The wide receiver core is not good. However, there was a lot of times when he held the ball way too long. That's his problem. I think he holds the ball longer than anybody in the league. He held the ball way too long. Uh, yes, the offensive line is not good, but it's just a collection of trash. It's just Mooney's good, but it's a collection of trash. And even Mooney dropped the game-winning play or – should have caught the game winning pass. Two bad teams. But shout out to the commanders. Again, Taylor Heineke will be moving or the quarterback moving forward uh, for the next four to six weeks. I still think that Ron Rivera should be out of there. Scott Turner should be out of there. Mike Del Rio should, or Jack Del Rio should be out of there. And above all, Dan Snyder should be out of there. Let's move forward. Now, this, this Sunday – was a little weird, man. Teams that you didn't expect to win got the win. Teams that you expected to win got they got destroyed. Starting with the 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 Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are three or three, by the way. Shouts out to the head coach and shouts out to Marcus Mariota. Shouts out to all of them. They beat the 49ers. The 49ers. Now, yes, the 49ers aren't aren't completely healthy. They I think they were without Nick Bosa. But 
They beat the 49ers 28-14. to It doesn't matter if you didn't have Nick Bosa or not. Brandon Ayuk was going crazy. Debo Samuel still played. You sh- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still played. You should have beat the Falcons, but they didn't. The Falcons, it was good. Marcus Mariota answered every time he needed to answer. It, it was just it, it was just a weird Sunday, man. But shouts out to the Falcons for beating the 49ers. I'll say this. Sunday's game for the 49ers is, is people say that Jimmy G was disrespected throughout the whole offseason, right? And we need to put respect on Jimmy G's name. Games like Sunday is why Jimmy G was shopped around all offseason. Bro, he's so inconsistent, man. He's so inconsistent. And you talk about us needing to give, like the fans and, and, and the sports media needs to give him respect. His own team gave up on him and went Trey Lance. The only reason why he's playing for the 49ers, by the way, is one, he couldn't find a trade partner, and two, Trey Lance is out for the season. That is it in a nutshell. Like it does. And Sunday's game showed you was was a prime example of why the hell they were trying to get off of Cuz. Cause he, he's not that he's not that consistent. When he's good, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But he's not consistent at all. So but shouts out to the Falcons for beating the 49ers 28 to 14. The Patriots destroyed the Browns. Yo, I am Shouts out to Bailey Zappi for getting his first win uh as a starter. But the Browns, man, it's Again, I, I don't remember who I talked about. This. Oh, the Commanders. I talked about this with the Commanders. The Browns are a bunch of names, man. You have, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Peoples Jones. On the defense side, you have you have Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, uh, Miles Garrett. You have you have even though it was it. Uh, Davion Clowney, I think he's still hurt, but you have pieces. It's just, it's not a team. This team's not good. And I understand that they're, they're trying, they're trying to tread water until Deshaun Watson gets back, which by the way, Deshaun Watson, he had yet another lawsuit filed on him. That was, that's away from the other 25 or so lawsuits. Hey, man, I'm eight. <laughs> this is a, a if if it is true, this is a wild dude, bro. But the Browns, man, I know Jacoby Brissett is a bona fide backup, but these games you should win. You should beat the Patriots with uh, their third string quarterback starting. Even and Miles Garrett played, uh, Denzel Ward played, Greg Newsom. Played. I just I don't know, man. It it doesn't make sense, but. The the Patriots beat them the way that the Patriots always beat them. Bailey Zappi had to make a couple plays. They beat them on the run game and they beat them on the defensive side of the ball. That's just how they. That's how. Oh, and shouts out to um um Bill Belichick. I think he had his two hundredth win. I think he's like third or fourth, third, second. No, I think he's like third in all time wins. Uh, shouts out to you, man. But yeah, the Patriots. It's just the Braille, the Browns, bro. The Browns. Woo. The Jets beat the Packers uh, twenty seven in in Green Bay. By the way, twenty seven to ten. 
I told you guys this before. There is a lot more wrong with the Packers than just the the relationship between the wide receiver core and Aaron Rodgers. The defense has not been good. The offensive line hasn't been as good as as you as we thought. I mean, this offensive line with Bottiari and stuff, it has been dominating for the past few years. And it has not been good. Now Randall Cobb's hurt. I think he's out for like six weeks. It, it and they're talking about they're waiting for Sammy Watkins to get back. It this team is not that good, man. And now they keep saying, you know, wait, wait, give it time. Yo, you don't have that much time. I understand we're in week what six, but you don't have much time because the NFC East. I mean, the NFC in general is is better. Hell, I just talked. The NFC East has three teams that are above five hundred. And I don't see, you know, I heard somebody say, I don't remember who said it, so I apologize for not giving you credit, but I heard somebody say this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is right for this team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's what I mean by that. Aaron Rodgers, this team needs someone that that is able to be patient, that's able to develop talent, that is able to, you know, take people under their wing and just be like, it's going to be all right. Even though we don't win, you know, this is a growing process for Romeo Dobbs and and growing process for Alan Lazard and, and stuff like that. Aaron Rodgers ain't got, that, ain't got that type of patience, ain't got that type of time, don't want to be that type of person. That's like LeBron James. LeBron James has never in his entire career wanted to be that, you know, uh, let me get on it. I'll be on a team that that's – has a lot of young talent and and we'll build them up. Hell, the man got Andrew Wiggins on draft night out of there. <laughs> he got Andrew Wiggins, the number one overall pick on draft night. Got him out of there. Put that man in in Minnesota for Kevin Love. So LeBron James, how crazy is he's not? And I'm not I'm not taking away from the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is not one of them. Hey, yo, we got time. Let me. No, he didn't he ain't got time like that. Bro, I think he has three, four years tops and it's over with. And I think he knows that too, which is why you see him getting more and more uh frustrated with his wide receiver core, more and more frustrated with the play calling, more and more frustrated with the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers ain't got time for this. And I said this again. I've said it before and I'm say it again. I don't think Matt LaFleur is that good of a coach. You know how I deem if you're a good coach or not? Me, I know it doesn't matter, but the way I deem good coaches, how do you look the second half of games and how do you look in clutch situations? The Packers are one of the worst second half teams in the league this year. As far as total yards, as far as scoring, they are one of the worst second half teams. When, you know, your set plays can work. Green Bay is one of the best teams in the first, one of the best first quarter teams. But what happens when you're able to go to the, go to the, uh, go to the, go to halftime and they've seen you for it half and now you have to make adjustments. They very rarely make adjustments. And things that are obvious, they don't do. Like, why is it that 
Aaron Jones is top five in yards per carry, but bottom five in carry attempts. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. I just and 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 let me give credit to the Jets, man. The Jets have been great this year with Zach Wilson and and Sauce Gardner. They have been great this year. The Jets, Quentin Williams have been good. Robert Sala as the coach, they have been good. So I'm not gonna just. It's not all just the Packers. The Jets have been really good this year. They they've been better than than I thought they would be. I thought they'd be one of the worst teams. They have been a lot better. Their defense. Some of the young pieces that we thought would take a Bryce Hall, some of the young pieces that we thought would take some time to develop, they're they're clicking. Sauce Gardner has was incredible on Romeo Dobbs uh on Sunday. It he just this the Jets are good. But the Packers, boy, boy, oh boy. Mm. I, I it's gonna. It's a lot more than just the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and these wide receivers, man. The defense is not as good as advertised, with some great names. Zaire Alexander is one of the best uh, defensive players in the league. Stokes is good, ish. Preston Smith, like this man. Yeah, shout out to the Jets for beating the Packers twenty-seven to ten. Uh, the Colts beat the Jaguars 34-27. to I will say shouts out to Trevor Lawrence for not throwing an interception. He has an interception problem. I pointed out he didn't throw one. However, Matt Ryan did have, like, one of the best games he's ever had. And I think he threw the most passes in, in Colts history or completed the most. I think he had, like, 34 completions or something like that. So, shouts out to the Colts. Shouts out to Matthew – or. Matt Ryan for beating the Jaguars and the Jaguars have been good this year too. Even though they're two and four, they've been good. They've been they've been a feisty two and four. They've been all right. And the Colts just even though they're three, two and one, they have not been good like at all. So but shout out to the Colts. The Vikings beat the Dolphins twenty four to sixteen. Don't look now, but the Vikings are are one of two NFC teams that are one and five, and they are Two games ahead of Green Bay in the NFC North. When I brought my man, the couch coach, on, I did say that uh, the Vikings could be the best team in this division. And as we're seeing, they kind of are. It's it's the Vikings. The Vikings, to me, just needed a new a new voice in the room. And now that they have it. They they have been looking great. So what? Shouts out to the Vikings and the Dolphins. They they didn't have Tua. I they might have won with Tua. I don't know, but Tua is set to come back on Sunday. Yeah, uh, shouts out to the Vikings, man, for beating the Dolphins. The Bengals beat the Saints thirty to twenty six. The Saints found out on Sunday just how how much like. There's a hierarchy in New Orleans, and they are second when it comes to it's Joe Burrow first, and and when it, in the South, in the South, people underestimate how big college football is, and the fact that Joe Burrow did what he did at LSU, having one of the greatest statistical offensive seasons in college football history, and ultimately. 
rounding it off with a national championship. Joe Burrow is a king in New Orleans. And the Saints found that out the hard way. Uh, Again, it's hard for – I will say this. The Saints have not looked good this entire year. Their defense has not been consistent in the slightest. Uh, It's been bad. Now, I do – they have been riddled with injuries as far as James Winston hasn't been playing. Michael Michael Thomas hasn't been playing. Alvin Kamara has been in and out the lineup. So, offensively, I understand – but defensively, it's been it's been surprising with Cam Jordan, with uh, Ty, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Tyron Smith, no Tyron Matthew. I'm sorry, I just it, I just thought they would be better defensively, and they haven't been. So now I understand that it's kind of hard <laughs> going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Offense is tough, but they've been they haven't really looked good all season. So. But shout shout out to the Bengals for beating the Saints thirty to twenty six. Let's let's park here. The Giants beat the Ravens twenty four to twenty. Let's get the praise out the way. Shouts out to the Giants. The Giants have been a lot better. Again, I said this last episode, and I'll say I reiterate it. Brian Dayball is my or double. I don't know how you say his last name. I I hear Dayball. I hear double. I don't know. Brian Dayball is how I'm going to say it is the coach of the year in my opinion he has been that good he had nobody thought that the giants were good enough to think about this the giants are five and one they are without their not their top two or three receivers i don't know what the hell uh um kenny galladay's doing darius slayton has has a fumbling or uh drops pop problem Tony, he's in and out of the lineup. In fact, he's on trade rumors at this point. They're trying to get him out of there. It, This team has been good. The defense, Kayvon Thibodeau has been good. He was crying on Sunday. Say, this is Saquon Barkley's team. He's running up and down the field. He looks like he's re, in, rejuvenated, and he looks like the old Saquon Barkley before the injury. Daniel Jones is playing some of the best football he's played in his life. The Giants are the Giants. It just, it just feels different when you look at the Giants, man. It. They 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 deserve to be five and one. So shout out to the Giants, man. And now the Ravens. As much as I talk about how poor the defense is, which the defense does struggle yet again. This is yet another game where they had a double digit lead in the fourth, and lost it. And as much as I love Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the league, Sunday was on him. What, I, what, I, what I'm starting to see from Lamar Jackson, and I saw this a little bit last year, is kind of what we saw Patrick Mahomes, I think, last year as well. I think he Lamar Jackson under he tries to play hero too much. Now some people try to play hero because they just want the spotlight. They just feel it that good. Bada bing, bada boom. You can tell that Lamar Jackson presses and tries to play hero because he understands his defense is not that good. They have names. They have Marlon Humphreys. They have Marcus Peters. They're not that good though. 
Calais Campbell's there. They're not that good. And he just presses. We know about the, the, the costly interception. And the thing about the Ravens is these mistakes, the interception, the fumble, they are so huge because of how poor their defense is. I think the Giants scored on both the interception and the 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 fumble by Lamar Jackson. Well, the fumble might have been like the 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 end of the game, but I know for sure the interception. I'm just saying, man. It Lamar Jackson ha, he understands, I'm sure, but Lamar Jackson is gonna get the brunt of the the praise and the the brunt of the criticism. That's just how it's gonna be. That's what happens when you're as good as Lamar Jackson. However, this is the third game where they had a double-digit lead in the second half and lost it. The third game this year. They could very well be 6-0. and oh, Well, nah, they can very well be 5-1. and one. But because... They and and that's and that's another thing. It's not just the defense. Lamar Jackson, if you look at his QBR, his QBR is terrible in the fourth quarter. It's like top three, top two in the first and second quarter. And I think it's like top ten in the third. And it's like bottom of the league in, in the fourth. Lamar Jackson needs to be better in the fourth. He needs to be better in the second half in general. Because they cannot. They're good enough to have t- double digit leads. They're just they just have to find a way to uh, to take it home. Because, again, this is the third time. Three. The Steelers beat the Buccaneers 18 to, or 20 to 18. Shouts out to Kenny Pickett. Uh, shouts out to the Steelers. I had absolutely no faith in the Steelers for beating the Bucs. I mean, the Steelers have not been good. Now, Kenny Pickett did go out with concussion-like protocol. Mr. Trubisky came in and, and secured the win, so I hope you know Kenny Pickett is able to get back right. Uh, you know that they're going to be extra cautious, so more than likely he's not going to play next week cause, or this week because of concussion protocol. But, you know, I, I liked what I saw. <laughs> I liked what I saw out of the the Steelers, man. They didn't quit. They 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 smacked the Bucks in the mouth, and you know, and the Bucks, man. Again, three and three. There, they have not looked good this year. They have not looked. They have not had a complete game this entire year. When I say complete game, they have not. Both both uh, units have not looked good at the same time. The defense has looked dominant, but the the offense has looked god awful. Tom Brady looks old now. It, it doesn't look good now. Tom Brady yelling at the offensive line, cursing them out. I get that. If you like Tom Brady, just scoring all these points, you're not. Tom Brady is looking old as hell this year. He doesn't look good. That doesn't take away from his legacy, but that's just truth. The Buccaneers do not look good on offense. Now I understand that you know Chris Godwin missed some time. Julio Jones missed some time. Leonard Fournette isn't running with the consistency that they thought he would. But there should be no reason why in the entire game, Mike Evans gets four four targets. It's this Bucks team has not looked good, man. And that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't think they have they they're going to uh 
make much noise in the playoffs. I mean, they're going to get there, and it's Tom Brady and everything, but I don't think they're going to make much noise because, nah. Mm-mm. Another team I don't think is going to make much noise in the playoffs are the Rams. The Rams beat the Panthers 10, or no, 24 to 10. To address the Robbie Anderson situation, uh, for people that don't know, Robbie Anderson got into it twice with a position or positions coach. They sent him to the locker room early. The very next day, he was traded to the Cardinals. <laughs> um, I understand it. I will say this: I'm not going. I, I I get you can't do that, Robbie. You cannot do that. It, you have you have to have a level of decorum. Now, I don't know what was said between him and the positions coach, but you have to have a level of decorum on the on the on the sideline. You have to have a level of professionalism, and you can't do that. You can't go, especially with the cameras, especially with the cameras looking hell. That's what. That's that's what's going on with Draymond Green right now. Now, no, it wasn't as serious as Draymond Green because you didn't punch him, at least from what we saw. But you can't do that, Robbie Anderson. Now, I will say this, though. I'm not condoning what Robbie Anderson did. He was in the wrong. But I'm almost sure if the Panthers were better, this would not be a problem. The Panthers made a lot of moves this offseason. And now... Robbie Anderson, and while he was traded, I'm not saying, now they're saying he wasn't traded because of what happened on Sunday. He was going to get traded regardless, but now Robbie Anderson's traded. They're talking about DJ Moore might be on the trading block. Christian McCaffrey's going to be on the trading block. This team is not good. This team sucks. The Panthers. And you know, it's, it's bad. The Rams are not good either. Their offensive line's still not that good. And the Rams look 10 times better than the Panthers on Sunday. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems in in Carolina. I'll tell you that. But shouts out to the Rams for being Carolina, twenty four to ten. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals nineteen and nine. I have been saying that the Seahawks are a lot better than I thought they would be this year. I stand on that. Their record is definitely a lot better than I thought they'd be. They've been playing. Geno Smith has been playing a lot better than I thought. However. Their defense is still one of the worst defenses in the league. Like, that has not changed. If you look statistically at almost every statistical metric, the Seahawks are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And the Cardinals only can put nine points on their head. There's a lot going There's a lot wrong with the Cardinals. Now, yes, DeAndre Hopkins will be back next or this week. Because, you know, the six-game suspension's over with. But <sighs> there's a lot of problems. Cliff Kingsbury, I do not believe, will be the head coach of this team next year. I understand at the time having to pay or paying, what's his name, uh, Kyler Murray, but you paid him early because he was upset. And this team looks this team looks terrible. Again, the Seahawks are one of the worst defenses in the league, and you were only able to put nine points on their head. They're playing better as a team, as far as the Seahawks. Like they're playing a lot better than I thought, but their defense is still terrible, and you only could put nine points on their head. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles beat the Cowboys twenty six to seventeen. 
first and foremost, we're going to put the bed, the whole Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott uh, quarterback battle. I will stand on the fact of Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott is better. I said this in the video. I said this in, uh, I think, my last or, yeah, maybe my last episode. And I actually put a clip out on YouTube about it, but I'm going to reiterate it. Dak Prescott is better than Cooper Rush. I was never arguing for the people that's coming at my neck. I was never arguing that Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott. I also wasn't arguing because I'm seeing this argument too in my in my comments. I never said that Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. What I said was the gap between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush is not that wide. Like the gap between Patrick Mahomes and Chad Henney, wide. The bet, the gap between um, Justin Herbert and, and and Chase Chase Daniels, wide. I believe the the backup for the Bills is Case Keenum. The backup, the 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 gap between Josh Mc, or Josh Josh Allen and and Case Keenum is wide. The gap between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush is not that wide. I'm not saying that he's Dak is better than Cooper Rush. Yes, he is. But he's he's not that much better. Which is why I do understand him coming back. But I don't I don't think that the Cowboys are gonna look that much differently. I think that they'll look better because Coop Dak Prescott is better. I just don't think that they'll look like world beaters. I do. I think their defense is good. Their defense is great. One of the best units in the league with Mark Parsons and Lawrence. But their offense is, is their offense. I I will say that they did a, a pretty good job leaning on the off or leaning on the offensive line and leading on the run game with Zeke and Tony Pollard and and I wanted to see. The game, I wanted to see what the game will look like with a team that makes Cooper Rush have to throw the ball more than 10 times or or have to make completions. We saw it, and he had three interceptions. (laughs) Now, shout out to the Eagles, the only undefeated team. The Eagles look, yo, the Eagles at this moment. Now, I understand that there's always a team. That like last year, last year it was the Cardinals. The Cardinals were now they weren't undefeated, but the Cardinals were going crazy, and not and a lot of people were saying, "Yo, this team is going to the Super Bowl." That didn't happen clearly, but this Eagles team is a complete team. When you look at their defense with Darius Slay and 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 Gardner, and then this like it's it's now Lane Johnson going out did definitely change the tide, but. But you have Fletcher Cox, and on the offensive side of the ball, you still have Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard was good. Miles Sanders, like this team is is this if if the Eagles do not make it to at least the NFC Championship, there's something that went drastically wrong. I'll just say that. So, oof. <laughs> In the game, the game. So Monday Night Football. The Broncos lost to the Chargers 19-16. This was a display of very poor uh, offenses 
I'm, the Chargers, they, yo, the Chargers, do you know how bad it was, bro? I think the stat came out that Justin Herbert threw for 50 or threw 57 times or something like that and didn't have a touchdown. I'll say that again. Justin Herbert threw 57 times and did not record a touchdown. It's Brandon Staley yet yet another week that he got bailed out for doing some stupid ass for uh, fourth down when you, when you just kick the damn ball. But he got bailed out because the offense, you know, Justin Herbert is is good. But one of these days, yo, <clears throat> one of these days is going to backfire tremendously. In fact, it already did last year, but this year is going to backfire yet again. And it's that's gonna cause him his job, bro. I don't want I don't I don't want it to, but that's gonna cause him his job. And the Broncos, man. <clears throat> There's so much wrong with the Broncos. It's not just Russ, but it is it, Russ is a big part of it. Russ was a big part of why they lost. It's not the fact that so he went ten for ten like the first quarter was going looked like the old Russ going crazy using his legs, uh their first their first year tight end which actually was his first game on Monday night he caught a touchdown. They were looking like gangbusters, but then I think he only so think about this he went ten for ten right he went ten for ten the first quarter, and finished the game with fifteen completions. For all my math uh, deficient people, that means that for two, for three quarters, from quarters two to f- two to four, he only completed five passes. And and, and yes, the offensive line is not good, but there were a lot of times when the tight end was right in his face. And he missed it. He's not seeing the field well at all. The tight end would be right in his face. The 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 wide receiver would be flashing right in his face. And he'd miss it. Oh. On top of that, Melvin Gordon got benched after like the f- f- four carries. No explanation why. Now, I'm, I think Melvin Gordon has a... I don't think Melvin Gordon definitely has a fumbling problem, but he was at least looking good. Those four, it the Chargers defense, which is missing a lot of their JC Jackson got benched. JC Jackson got benched. Uh, Joey Bosa wasn't playing, and they only got 16 points. And the, the wide receivers weren't really getting it. Just it's just uh, Nathan Nathaniel Hackett was doing stupid elementary plays yet again. Pat, again, Russell Wilson couldn't read a damn Dr. Seuss book if it was the defense. That's how bad. Like he he was uh, he was missing wide open people. Like to t- they, uh, there was a third and one. The tight end was right in his face. 
a, 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 a very important third and one. The tight end was right in his face. This man chucked the ball so far down the field to try to get to Judy, and it Judy didn't even look because he didn't. It, and it, it wasn't even close. This game went to overtime. And, of course, the only way this game was going to end, you get a stop. You get a you get a fourth down stop. The the Broncos get a fourth down stop. Kick the punt. And it hits it hits the player. It's a muff punt. Which pushed them in field goal range. Pushed the Chargers in field goal range. They ultimately win. So now the Chargers are four and two. Which is probably one of the most fraudulent fours and twos I've seen in a while. And the Broncos are two and four. Probably one of the work most fraudulent two and fours I've ever seen in my life. Because I'm so I don't know how this team, even though they did lose to the, the Falcons, I don't know how the Broncos beat the 49ers. This is 49ers that had most of their pieces, like not everyone was injured. <sighs> there you have it. That's been six uh, week six of the NFL. Uh, week. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, yeah, man. Let me let me know what you guys. Let me know. Yo, Russ, what happened, bro? I don't know. I don't know. Let's move forward. So the NBA season is here. Uh, the season started last night, and I'm shooting this. St- I'm shooting this right before the first game, which is, of course, is Philly and Boston. So I don't know the outcome. But the NBA season is here. My favorite time of the year. We all know, for people that don't know, basketball is my first favorite sport. My favorite sport. I love basketball. It's my, you know, I don't get me wrong. I like football, too. But basketball is still basketball. So with the season starting, I want to give my predictions. I want to give my award predictions. Let's start with the MVP. The MVP can go a lot of ways. It, to me, this is one of the first years where a lot of people have narratives. Like I got, And the MVP is more of a narrative-based thing. Now, yeah, you have to be talented and you have to be good. You have to put up the numbers, but you have to have a narrative. And I see multiple narratives, man. I, I can see Giannis getting it because, you know, it's Giannis, and, and he's the best player in the world at this point. I can see Steph and leading the leading the Warriors to uh, another championship run. I, I can see Luca. He's he's one of the best young talents. I can see KD. It's there's a lot of people that can be MVP this year. That also is uh, speaks to just how talented the league is. But for my MVP, I am going to go with Joel Embiid. I'm going to go with Joel Embiid because if Joel Embiid has the seasons like he had the last two years, which he finished second both of them years, I don't think that the the, the voters are going to be like, yeah, we got to make him second again. I understand that going into this season, Luka Doncic is like the favorite for the third straight year, but I'm going to go Joel Embiid. It, Joel Embiid is arguably the best center in the league. If he has a season, I think that he's going to have a season like he did last year. I don't think he's going to lead the league in scoring again, but I think he's going to have a good season. And I, I believe that Philly is going to see more success in year than they did last year. So I have Joel Embiid winning the MVP. Defensive player of the year. This might be a little surprising to people, but I think Kawhi Leonard. 
I think people, you know, because he hasn't played that long, you know, he didn't play all last year, and because he ha- we haven't seen him play in a while, we forget just how good of a defender he is. Uh, I understand Rudy Gobert is out there. I was thinking about Draymond Green, but I don't know if the voters are going to vote him for what happened, and, uh, you know. But I have Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to remind people, Ayo, I'm still that dude when it comes to defense, especially on-ball defense. I just, I, I just think Kawhi Leonard is going to be that good. I, the, Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. Let's let's not forget. I mean, before his injury, a lot of people were saying he could arguably be the best player in the league. So I think that he's going to remind people just how good defensively he is. So I have Kawhi Leonard, most improved player. I have Tyrese Maxey. Now. I think that he is going to play a huge part in the success of, you know, how far Philly goes. I do want to see what James Harden looks like with an entire year with with the Philadelphia 76ers. But I think that the the James Harden is going to be James Harden. I for the last few years or the last year or two, it looks like his he's not really able to separate like that. But Tyrese Maxey is on a different level when we talk about speed and quickness. So I think that Tyrese Maxey is going to be a huge going to play a huge part. So I have Tyrese Maxey. I, I I just think there's going to be a lot put on him, and at least what we've heard and what we see in the preseason, he looks really good. So I have Tyrese Maxey as most improved sixth man of the year going to Jordan Poole. Cuz got the big money. We know what happened. To me, he should have won most improved player last year. I think he understand from what we've hearing it with his worth ethic and and hell, what we're seeing when we took when we look at the increase in in volume and scoring and and just how good he is. I think he should have won most improved player last year. Jordan Poole. I, he understands, especially with the money that they just gave him, he understands how important he is to this team as far as not only their future, but their present in and trying to repeat as a champion. Coming off the bench, that scoring power, I think he's going to be good. I mean, hell, he looked good in the preseason. Uh, and I, I just, I have, I think he's going to be good. So I have Jordan Poole, sixth man of the year. Coach of the year, I have Mike Malone. I think people I think this is a this is going to be a good year for Denver. I'm going to give my predictions a little late or in a, in a minute about finals and everything, but I think this is going to be a good year for Denver. I think when they get Michael Porter or they get Michael Porter Jr. back, they get uh Jamal Murray back and of course you have the two-time reigning MVP and Nikola Jokic. This is going to be a good year. Aaron Gordon's still there. It's going to be a good year and I think that they're going to be at least record-wise top if not close to the top in the west so i have coach of the year mike malone rookie of the year paolo bencaro i i just think he from what we've seen in the preseason he looks like the far and away best rookie in the league uh, it was gonna be a little to me it was gonna be kind of you can argue him and chet but with chet being out for the year Paolo looks like the the runaway favorite to me, and he he looks really good in the preseason. So I have Paolo Bencaro, uh rookie of the year for my finals. And let me throw, let me start with my sleeper final MVP. Now I don't know this could happen. There there's a lot of great teams, especially in the in the East this year, and, and hell, there's a lot of great teams in the league. But my sleeper finals prediction or a finals matchup. I'm not going to give the winner because it's a sleeper. My sleeper finals win finals prediction is Philly at or Philly and Denver. I like there's 
I don't, it's hard for me to put my faith in, and <laughs> it's hard for me to put my faith in Tobias Harris, I'll tell you that. But I, I, from what we're hearing, James Harden is 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 in shape, and Joel Embiid is is motivated. Tyrese Maxey has made a big leap. Getting PJ Tucker, especially defensively, is big. So I've Milton. I think that this that's going to be a good team. I think that's going to be a really good team, and I can I would not be shocked if you look up and they're in the finals. And I just talked about Denver. <sighs> Denver made it all the way to the playoffs without their two best players or without two of their three best players. Now, yeah, their best player was Nikola Jokic was there, but they didn't have uh, Jamal Murray for mo- for all of the season, and they didn't have Michael Porter Jr. for most of the season. I just think people don't understand how big of acquisitions those are for Denver uh, and, and play alongside someone like Nikola Jokic, as we've seen in the butt now. I know it's the bubble, but Jamal Murray can go crazy, and Michael Porter Jr. can go crazy. I just I think Denver is going to be really good this year. I think they're going to be really good, and I think that they're going to have something to say about who makes it to the finals. Now, my actual finals prediction, that was my sleeper. My actual finals prediction is Milwaukee at Golden, or Milwaukee versus Golden State. I think Golden State in the West, in the West is the most complete team. They, have, they can go four or five deep. And you can't really say that. You can't say that by any other team. Now, you thought it was going to be the Phoenix Suns, and I do think the Phoenix Suns are going to be okay this year. I just think, you know, when you any given night, it can be someone different. Any given night, it can be Steph. It can be Clay. It can be Andrew Wiggins, who also got a bag. Congratulations to you, brother. It can be uh, Jordan Poole. And the thing that I need to see, and that's going to really shape this year, in my opinion. It's not the Draymond Green-Jordan Poole relationship. It is how Golden State needs Jonathan Kaminga to to improve. They need James Wiseman to improve. I mean, James Wiseman is the second overall pick. Jonathan Kaminga is a is a lottery pick. They need Dante DiVincenzo that they got from Milwaukee. So, or no, I think they got from Sacramento. So, I just think. Those are young. That's young talent. They did lose Otto Porter Jr., which was big, especially defensively. They did lose Gary Payton, which was huge defensively. But they're hoping that Moody and 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 Kaminga and Jonathan Wiseman can pick up the slack. And if that's the case, like if Jonathan Wiseman, if Jonathan Wiseman, if James Wiseman can look anything in the regular season like he did in the preseason, playing alongside a, a Clay and a and a Steph and a Draymond Green, it's going to be a problem. Same as Jonathan Kaminga. They're going to use him probably a lot for the three and four. And he is athletic as hell. It looks like he jumps from a trampoline every single time. This is going to be big. And I have Golden State winning the championship. I have Golden State in seven. I like the Bucks because the Bucks is a team. The Bucks, the Bucks is a team. The Bucks are a complete team. When you talk about Giannis, they have the best player in the world. And and playing alongside Chris Middleton. I do, you know, Chris Middleton is going to miss a couple weeks. Uh, with rehabbing from surgery, but Chris Middleton is very underrated and very important for this team alongside uh, Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis is important for the team. Now, the only reason why I have Golden State is because, to me, they have more people that they that can win. Kind of like what we saw with uh, 
this year's final or last year's finals, I guess you can say, which was Golden State and Boston. While Boston had more player to me, Boston was a better team. But Golden State, more people stepped up in big situations. Steph Curry stepped up. I mean, he was a Finals MVP. Andrew Wiggins stepped up defensively. When they needed him, Clay hit some big shots late in the series. So I just, you know, I, I oh, Gary Payton Jr. especially defensively was big. Otto Porter hit some big shots. So I just think Golden State can hit you with a lot, a lot. And I have Golden State going. Back to back. So those are my predictions. What are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to make it out the West? Who's in, who do you think is going to make it out the East? What do you think is going to happen with the Lakers and Russell Wilson and Pat uh, you know, Pat Bev and, and LeBron, Anthony Davis? What do you think is going to happen with Golden State? What do you think is going to happen with Brooklyn? Do you think Brooklyn is going to be able to make it to the championship with Ben Simmons and KD and, and Kyrie? Let me know what you think. And lastly, before we go... I sent a lot of heat the Mets way because they lost uh, first 100 win or 100 plus win team to not even make it out the make it out the uh, wild card round. The same heat will be sent to the Dodgers. Now, no, the now yes, the Dodgers didn't even have to play in the wild card round because they were the number one seed. In their division. Or number one seed in the playoffs. But the Dodgers won 111 games in the regular season. The Dodgers, I think, spent $320 million on their payroll. The Dodgers have Mookie Betts, who a lot of people can argue is a top three or four player in the league. Last year's MVP in, in Freddie Freeman, they got him from the Braves. They still have uh, Clayton Kershaw. This team, in, in fact, hold on. This team, I have to, they're still big name. Hold on. Uh, Dodgers. This team. Is one of the most stacked teams. Corey Bellinger. Joey Gallo. Trey Turner. Mm-mm-mm. Max Muncie. Craig Kimball. All these players. And you lose to the Padres. Three games to one. Now, I understand the Padres do have some people. I mean, you they, they did go up against Manny Machado. They also went up against Juan Soto. You also went up against Josh Hader. But let's not forget, <laughs> this team limped into the playoffs. The, the 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 Padres did. This team is also without arguably their best or second best player in Fernando Tatis. Let me remind you. Oh, Blake Snell also plays for this team. I forgot about that. Let me not remind. You. Oh, and Josh Bell. They got him from the uh, first baseman from the Nationals with the trade with uh, Juan Soto. 
But let me not remind, let me not, do not forget Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman is the MVP of this league. Cody Bellinger, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Julio Urez, Joey Gallo, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Greg Kimball. Didn't even make it to the didn't even make it to the divisional championship. I said that the Mets not even making out the wild card was one of the was one of MLB's biggest um failures of you know biggest Upsets of all time, biggest collapses of all time. Dodgers might be, might be, if not first, second. The only way, reason why I'll probably still give it to the Mets is because they didn't make it out the wild card. But this Dodgers team made so many moves to win now. So many moves to win now. Getting Freddie Freeman was a win now move. Getting. He didn't go. Joey Gallo was a win now move. And they didn't even. They didn't even make it to the divisional championship. Mm. They lost in the NLDS. They didn't even make it to the NLCS. To a Padres team, by the way, again, that is missing their first or second best player in Fernando Tatis. I don't know. It's it's either the Mets or the the Dodgers as probably biggest failures in in, in MLB history. One of them two, in my opinion. So there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Again, I apologize for not dropping on Wednesday. I will try my hardest not to miss a, another one. Um, if you want a popular podcast, shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your unpopular podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm trying to get the algorithms going, and I need you guys' help. I can't do it alone. I want more people to experience the unpopular podcast, especially if you like it. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, much love. I'm beyond they mental I moved on from slanging drugs and pistols Can't be thinking simple 
tighten up my circle, someone in the camp been leaking them for the Maybach triple black, this shit relaxing, feel like I'm in a limo. I put through the hood to let them see, I let down all the windows. I know I'm the motivation, they see me, they see a hero. A lot of niggas rich, but it hit different when you come from zero. They know I bang seeds, but every day I need a different bureau. Super superstitious, that's my niggas, I still pick up pennies. You can't give attention to these bitches when your name get mentioned. If I don't kill him, he gon' be in critical condition when I'm finished with him. Some shit just can't phase you when you been that nigga. Brody died, that shit had me all sentimental. Cuz got life in jail, I pray to God they overturn this sentence. I got too much money for my mom to work a job, I know she proud now Since they see these bitches when they see me, they gon' bow down I made real niggas win again, we back in style now And I got that blicky for that rah-rah I go to the dealership with chicks soon as the car drop My new house got sliding glass doors, don't got no doorknobs I'm in charge, I'm always gon' go hard, you just do your part And no matter what, I know if you get up, then you lose your spot You can say whatever, but if I change, this for the better That shit was painful, but I ain't let up I love a stain in the ghetto Been inside the mix since so legit, got my name from the ghetto But I'm bigger now, I can go to dinner with Corey Gamble and Miss Jenner now Couple hundred grand up on the ground before it went in style They'll call me like, take it down, I've been the one Bossed up, I don't gotta do it, but I'ma get her done I man up and handle my problems when I can easily run Easy come, easy go, sell it all, get some more We done made it to another year, I'm swapping out my cars again Everything is the latest, can't complain cause I made it Or am I gon' judge, I don't never hold nuts, I don't never hold grudge Went to Miami for a concert, hit Chanel store for my baby I spent 300 on a Mercedes, if I keep going I'll be the greatest I was out crying and I wasn't sad, it's just a little feeling you get when you make it I done tried, 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 and tried, and tried again, I can't even fake it yeah. I got too much money for my mom to work a job, I know she proud now Since they see these bitches when they see me they gon' bow down I made real niggas win again, we back in style now And I got that blicky for that rah-rah I go to the dealership with chicks soon as the car drop My new house got sliding glass doors, don't got no doorknobs I'm in charge, I'm always gon' go hard, you just do your part And no matter what, I know if you get up, then you lose your spot